crochet bays. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Crochet Bays. I'm Jess. I'm Meg. And we are. And we are the, the Crochet, crochet Bays. You paused. You hesitated. No, I didn't. I hesitated because you hesitated. Wait, let's try it again because I really feel like this is. I really feel like this is the way. Like we're gonna do this. Okay, ready? I'm Jess. I'm Megs. And we are the Crochet, the crochet Bays. That was pretty darn close. I mean, it sounded delayed to me, but we'll see. Like, what I'm hearing on my end is what I was hearing when I was listening to the playback. Okay. So I think, I mean, it was still a little bit off, but it was a lot closer than it usually is. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. This time. (laughs) Anyway, this is episode (laughs) 31. And uh, what's new with you, Megs? Oh, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> Is that a callback to a year That's, ago? Will always be a callback to a year ago. Oh, what's new with me? Um, honestly, not that much lately. I haven't been doing a whole lot. I'm market prepping for a huge market in November. Um, I released my Lolo duck pattern, which we already had already talked about in the last episode, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, that went really well, but I've just been kind of taking it easy since then, just market prepping. I haven't really been going hard on anything outside of like, you know, the market prepping. Um, I am planning to release some, like a mod pack for Lolo Duck, but I don't have a date for that yet. Mm. It just will be within this month. Um, I'm going out of town soon. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Where are you going? Um... Well, it's a really difficult question to answer because the place that I'm going doesn't actually exist. And yet somehow I managed to get there several times now. It's like a Narnia situation. It it absolutely is. Wouldn't that Um, be amazing if we just had a magical wardrobe in our closets that you just like walked through it and then all of a sudden I was in Minnesota? That would be dope. That would be dope. Dang it. pretty dope. Now I'm sad that that doesn't exist. Me too. So I am going to Michigan. Yes. If you guys did not pick up on that. Um, I'm heading to Michigan on the 29th for Jessica's birthday weekend. We are going to have quite the rager. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be fireworks. Ooh. Yeah. I, was I don't know where we're getting good, them. I was trying to think of a good response to that, and I, I got nothing. You got nothing. Yeah, because I'm gonna start chugging that coffee if that's all you got right now. I just, um, I don't like fireworks. So, if your what? aim is to annoy me, then happy birthday to me. My aim is always to it's annoy true. you. We know this. <laughs> it's always to annoy. Uh, so, what's new with you? Okay, first of all, I feel like I need to point out that. What's new with you is the fact that, like, some life-altering experience hasn't happened since the last episode. Because I feel like every time we record, something crazy has happened. You're right. And nothing, nothing crazy has happened. It's kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Um. So what's new with me? Gosh. 
Um, I guess the biggest thing is that I am now uh, splitting my attention between both of my businesses. Um, Hot Cocoa Bomb season is upon us. And if you all have not, um, have forgotten, I am the Cocoa Bomb Queen. We witnessed this on TikTok Live. Don't forget it. You know what? I'm going to just let her have it because we all need a little bit of hope to cling to, even if it's false hope. You Um, saw my Cocoa Bombs? They were amazing. You, you know what? And you did do good. Okay. You did good. See? See? You heard it. Straight out the mouth of Jessica. Of the actual Cocoa Bomb Queen. Um, uh-huh. anyway, so that, that's been a thing we've been prepping for that. And today was kind of my first day back in the kitchen, like actually, actually making hot cocoa bombs. Happy to report, still got it. Um, <laughs> had to get back in the swing of things and our kitchen is done. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, but we were redoing, refinishing our kitchen counters. Um, oh, we did. Yes. Yeah, we talked about the You sink. did. Cause you talked about the crack. Uh, yeah, we fixed it. Um, we still have worked. Yeah. We still haven't perfectly sanded down the like repair part that we did. Mm-hmm. So it's still very visible. Um, but it is all put back together. The counters are back in. They are beautiful. And I feel really, I feel really good about that. You know, um, as far as crochet, I am still working on the garland that I'm making for my hot cocoa bomb tent. Um, I finished all of the elements of the cups. So I finished all the cups. I finished all the little hot chocolate centers. I finished all the marshmallows. I just have to stuff them and like stitch everything together and then actually put them on a garland. So we've got like, you should get like that orange and white or the red and white striped like rope or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Like a Christmassy kind of rope. Mm -hmm. That would be cute. Um, I'm thinking of putting some wooden beads in between uh, the hot mm. cocoa cups, too. I saw another garland where someone did that, and I was like, oh, dang, that's cute. Um, I have to see it. Yeah, yeah. So I might do something like that. And then um, and then I'm going to save the details of this for a future episode, but I did do a crochet market this past weekend. Very unexpected. You did. Yeah, it was very last minute. Um, it wasn't last minute in the sense that I had registered for it like over a month ago, but the original plan was to bring my hot cocoa bombs to this event. And it was going to be my first one with, with my stuff for Solenberg Suites. And then as I was looking at the weather and the forecast, I was like, Ooh, it is just not cool enough yet. My stuff will melt (laughs) if I take it. And then truly like I wasn't going to have any inventory ready because everything with the Mm -hmm. counters took longer because of the sink and all that. So I messaged the director and I said, hey, would you mind if I bring my crochet instead? Because my hot cocoa bombs are not going to be ready and it's going to be too warm. She said, yeah, that's fine. So I ended up doing a crochet market like super last minute. And it worked out in terms of having stuff ready because I had not done any market prep for a while. But I had a bunch of inventory still from my last market and from the store, the boutique closing that I had my stuff in. Um, I actually forgot that I had all that stuff. It was in the garage. And I was like, what's in this bag? And I was like, oh, like a ton of inventory. Perfect. <laughs> so, Couldn't have been a better situation there. Yeah. So I, I had a like... bunch of stuff. But, you know, I'll go over the details of like how it all went mm-hmm. in a later episode. I feel like this year weather-wise has been super weird. Like, it's been in the 80s, and it's supposed to be in the 80s all, all week. 
Yeah. I have become, I used to never like track it, care about it, think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But now that I'm a person who sets up for outdoor markets, I'm much more aware of like what the weather is doing than I ever used to be. <laughs> I just straight up have Raynaud's disease and literally have to track it for my own sanity and like health. Um, I just realized it's not crochet related, but I did do something exciting this week. Tell me. I went to Ikea. Ooh, that's always exciting. Right? Um, yeah. I bought a bed frame. Ooh. It has drawers in it. Ooh, like the kind with the storage underneath? Yes. Like the, it's got like the drawers. And then on the sides, it has like, okay, so the headboard is like basically like a bookshelf up top. And then you can put, you know, mm-hmm. like like lights or whatever up there, your chargers. Yeah. And then on the sides of it, it's got little cubes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So like, I don't need nightstands. And then it's got four drawers on the bottom of it. So nice. I'm very excited about that. I'm not excited about how much it cost, but um, now I feel like a real adult because I have a real bed frame, mm-hmm. not like the stupid metal one. <laughs> <laughs> That Congratulations, one. Congratulations, Megs. You've graduated. I'm, I've grown up. You're a real boy. I'm a real boy. <laughs> uh, what you drinking over there, Megs? <gasps> oh, I'm 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 drinking coffee, and I didn't drink it all. We're all so proud of you. Um, Tell us about so, it though, because I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. So I took the dive and decided to try Starbucks Fall line of drinks. I did try a pumpkin spice latte. I'm slowly um, corrupting her. It's not... Okay, but here's the thing. Like, I tried to record my reaction because I felt like Jessica wanted to see this. And then I promptly didn't hit the record button as I was <laughs> doing it. So, like, I had the camera in my face but didn't actually hit record. So, I'm, like, sitting there doing this whole thing. I'm like, all right, I'm about to send this to Jessica. And then I was like, I never hit record. Now it's not authentic. I can't fake this one. So <laughs> Now it's not authentic. Um, I'll give you a play-by-play. Um, I sipped it. I paused. I thought about it. I sipped it again. I paused. I thought about it. And then I said, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not like, it wasn't bad. It was, it was good. Um, but it wasn't like spectacular either. Like, I don't know why people go crazy over it. But also, I'm like, yeah, I could be in the mood for this every once in a while. It would never be my go-to drink, but yeah. every once in a while, I wouldn't mind it if I'm not in the mood for, like, a frappuccino or something. Yeah. Um. For In my head, for some reason, it was going to taste like pumpkin, like salted pumpkin seeds. I don't know why. That's just what I always thought it was going <laughs> to taste so like. That's so funny. Like, I was like, that's disgusting. So it doesn't taste like that. It tastes like the... It, it really truly tastes like the LaCroix version of pumpkin spice, of pumpkin <laughs> pie. It's like a hint of a hint of pumpkin pie. That's what it tastes like to me. Yeah. Um. So that was all right. But I'm really into their apple crisp line they have this year, which is like new, I think, for this year. I'm not really sure 100%, but it's super good. So I'm drinking an apple crisp um, iced macchiato with well caramel macchiato i guess um because i added caramel to it with almond milk and it's divine it's it's straight up like having some apple crisp so this is weird to me because i would never 
like put apple and coffee together. But oh, I would try it. I know. Absolutely. It's so good. You're going to have to because I just, I can't even describe it because honestly, neither would I. I feel like apple and coffee just doesn't really mix, but but somehow it works. Yeah. And it's I would good. try it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's super good. I really like it. Um, I did do the shake and espresso too because they have a shake and espresso option and then they have the macchiato option. I think the macchiato option is better. Um, it's the the shaken espresso one the coffee flavor is a little too overwhelming i think and it drowns out the apple mm. the macchiato blends a little bit better and you get the full flavor of all of it yeah see that description makes me think i would like the shaken espresso version better <laughs> you probably would but i don't know yeah it's hard to say no but i i'm interested to taste it because that sounds i haven't tried it hot either so like that's the other thing and mm-hmm. a lot of the times those flavors usually come out more bolder when they're hot than cold. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So Meg's is over there drinking a fancy drink. So I decided I should make a fancy drink too. Um, so I, well, actually Michael made me coffee. Shout out to Michael. He's the best. Um, and then I decided to use one of my leftover mm-hmm. latte bombs from last year. Um, and it was a dark hot chocolate not dark hot chocolate it was a dark chocolate latte bomb so I put that in with my coffee and a little splash of half and half and let me tell you it's downright delicious sounds pretty good good to the last drop and she has a um, fall themed uh, coffee cup there no I don't you don't? Oh, I thought it was. This is my cat mom mug. Michael got it for me. Uh, it says cat mom mm-hmm. on the inside. Oh, wait. I'm showing my phone. I should be showing you. It says cat mom <laughs> on the inside, and it has a little cat on the outside. But, you know, cats are always in season, no matter what time of year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm thinking about all these things. I was like, oh, nothing's really going on. But then, like... We went to Ikea. We're babysitting a dog right now. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, wait. So I saw the picture of the dog and then I saw yeah. your comment about like, can we keep him? And I was like, did you find a dog? I clearly no, missed no, 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 no. the fact that you're so let me explain. dog sitting. Okay, so we're pup sitting right <laughs> now. for you. Um, It is a golden retriever, but it's like the red type. What do you call that? Amber golden retriever? I don't know. I don't know the formal name, but sure. it's like the red the red golden retriever, very pretty dog. Yeah. It's a puppy. Um, I don't know how old it is exactly, but it's massive, as you saw in my photo. This yeah. dog like loves to love. Yeah. Like, and I love that. He, his name is Oliver. It's my sister's best friend's dog. She's out of town. She asked if I can babysit this dog, and I was like, "Sure, a couple days." No, no, no. I have this dog till like the twenty eighth. Oh dang. Yeah. So right, he's like going to be a part of our family for like two weeks. Is Obi Which is excited to have a dangerous. friend? He is, but Obi is also being a bigger butthead because he thinks he can be. And it's really funny because this dog is so much more well-behaved than Obi is, and he's a puppy. Yeah. So I'm like, this isn't a matter of like, oh, we mit- we just didn't train Obi well. No, Obi's just, just a stupid, naughty dog. <laughs> a stupid, naughty dog. <laughs> he's just, he's just dumb. No, we do love Obi, but man, is he naughty. Lies. You don't love that dog. 
<laughs> I would cry if he got hit by a car. That's not the litmus test. I would also never get rid of him as much as he drives me crazy. I will never get rid of him. Well, that's comforting. I'm just saying, though, like, today I was sitting in my office and I was working on bees and Oliver just came in my office, plopped down on the floor and laid down and took a nap. And I'm like, Obi, take notes, my guy. (laughs) Take notes, my brother in Christ. (laughs) My brother in Christ. (laughs) See that? That ain't you, boy. Why can't you be more like your dog friend? Literally, I'm like, I'm hoping that Oliver rubs off on Obi a little bit because he just, he's like, as long as you love me, I'll do whatever you want. This dog follows me everywhere. That that part is a little annoying. Like shower, potty breaks, everything. Gotta come in the bathroom with me. Yeah. But he listens when I tell him no, if I raise my voice at all. Like, he's like, oh, stopping right now. Like, he listens. And he doesn't chew up my house like Obi does. Obi ripped up my couch pillows. This dog mm-hmm. hasn't chewed on anything but a bone. He is really cute. He loves to snuggle. And he, for whatever reason, I don't understand this, okay? Because I'm truly not a dog person. And I don't ever claim to be. But this dog, and almost all dogs, always gravitate towards me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> But I am so serious. I'm like, I'm not a dog person. I'm not the person the dog should be, like, like flocking to. Yeah. And somehow they always do. You're like, like Davey was... Sh- I was just going to say, you're like the girl version of the dad that says, I don't want a cat. And yeah. Then they, and then the cat, like, just wants to lay on them and be with them all the time. Right. <laughs> but, like, literally last night, me and Davey were watching Call the Midwife. And um, he was, like, trying to get Oliver to snuggle him. And he's like... Oliver, come here. And he was, like, trying to wrestle with him and snuggle him and all these things. And he just kept, like, going to Davey and, like, doing, like, snuggling him for a second and then automatically running back to me. Yeah. And he just wanted to be with me and I did not get it at all. That's so funny. It's just funny. He's a good dog, though. He's been fun. He's very chill. We've only had him for 24 hours, but um, he's, like, I really don't have to worry about him. He doesn't bark. I've heard him bark twice, and both times it was because Obi was trying to do naughty things to him. Oh, he was telling. Yeah. He was telling on him. He was, he was, uh, yeah, he was telling him no. Yeah. Um, Mm. Did you, have you, have you gotten through all of your what's new that now that you remembered all the things that are new? Yeah. Yeah, I think I have. That's, that's it. A dog and Ikea. Are you ready for the great Granathon? The Crochet Bays want to do a community project with all of you. Here's what we need from you. Make a granny square, or two, or five, but probably not like 30. The granny square should be six square inches, acrylic worsted weight, in any shade of pink or cream. Choose whatever granny square pattern you'd like as long as it ends up being six inches in size. When you're ready, send them to Meg's P.O. Box linked in the show notes. We will assemble all the squares into a community blanket, which we will auction off when it's finished. The proceeds from the blanket will be donated to a charity, exact charity to be determined. So don't miss out on this fun opportunity to be a part of a Crochet Bay's community project and participate in the Great Granathon today. All right, so for today's episode, we decided to just do a simple little episode where we were going to discuss our top five 
best-selling items. And that can take mm-hmm. a few different, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Interpretation. Sure. Yep. Um, yeah. This could be best-selling items of like finished crochet pieces. It could be patterns. It could be the engraved stuff that I do on my website. Um, I should have I should have taken notes on our top five best-selling merch pieces because that would have been fun to throw in there. Um, I feel like it's just the it's the um, the t-shirts and crewnecks. <laughs> it is, but then also like with the stuff that we did as a drop. Um, the stitch markers. Oh, those stitch markers were gone in like seconds. Yeah, the stitch markers were popular, which was really cool. Um, but anyway, that's that's we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, do you want to go back and forth with each of our sure. items? And then I feel like yeah, we, we should start that. with five and go down to one, right? Yeah, like our bet or our like start with the. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So I got you, fame. And both of us actually, like, this isn't just like off the top of our head. We actually pulled the information from our websites, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So So, this is like analytics, um, the real numbers. To catch you guys up to speed, which honestly, I I highly doubt you guys don't know this information. Um, But Jessica sells finished items, I sell digital items. Correct. Yes. So. Ours are from different perspectives, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah. You get a whole well-rounded different type styles of, of, uh, items that are, or businesses within crochet. But then on top of Jessica selling crochet finish items, she also sells products for crocheters as well. Right. From Accessories a, from a different like side of it. You know, mine are digital patterns. Hers are, you know. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get into that. So, and you were saying earlier that your best-selling patterns have also kind of been your best-selling finished pieces. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair to say. Sometimes it's really random, but I like some of them just kind of stand alone. Yeah. Cool. Um, Well, I'll go first with, I will start with my, hmm, I'll start with my crocheted stuff. And then I'll do my engraved stuff. So I have as my fifth most best-selling item for a finished crochet piece are my um, mandalas. And this one isn't actually a cold hard number from my website because the majority of... Actually, I haven't sold any on my website because I haven't listed them on my website. (laughs) But you have sold them online. Yes. Yeah. So it's funny because the mandalas have totally been kind of this grassroots like I'm making it on live and somebody's like can I buy that and I'm like yeah sure <laughs> so I've sold I think three or four of them just by making one on live and somebody being like I want that can I buy that let me pay you money um, and then I sold two of them at a market in person too so I've sold a handful of them both in person and online mm-hmm. So that's probably my my fifth in terms of um, best-selling items. Yeah. What about you? And I think something oh. that is cool about that is you both may, just make them to sell them, but you can intertwine them with your leather takes business because you have a pattern that's designed around some of those patches. Right. And that actually shows up in my top five engraved list too. <laughs> it's not number five, but it is on the list. 
Sounds right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my number five is my tulip the turtle pattern, um, which makes total sense to me. Um, it's all the craze to do no sew patterns. Um, but also turtles are really popular right now. I feel like they're very popular right now. Yeah. So for tulip to be the least popular of my top five, that makes sense because tulip requires sewing. Um, and a lot of people don't, they're kind of want to get away from sewing as much as they can. Although tulip sewing is pretty minimal, super cute turtle, really quick workup. Um, and I sell them in the 20 to $25 range, depending on the yarn used. And if I do anything like crazy to mod them or whatever, but mm-hmm. just a basic standard parfait chunky tulip the turtle, I sell for 20 bucks and they work up really quick. So, um, just to give you a little bit of perspective on that one. And yeah, what yeah. is your number four? Yeah. And I should add to um, the mandalas. I have sold those for $40. Yeah, um, that's amazing. So, which was encouraging to me, by the way, I think I mentioned this in the, the last market recap episode that I was able to sell two of them at a market because I think for my first couple of markets, I just had this maybe false assumption that people only want to buy cheap items and that I wouldn't be able to sell big ticket items. And while more people are going to be willing to spend money on like a $5 item or a $10 item, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you shouldn't make, you know, I don't think your whole tent should be full of, you know, 40 to, you know, a hundred dollar items, but I don't think you should be afraid of making a few and bringing them because truthfully, if the right person comes along and they fall in love Mm -hmm. with a piece they'll pay what it's worth if they are able to, and they really love it, you know? And I, well, do you know the rule that I follow for markets? My 80, 20 rule? I think so, but say it again. Okay. So, so 80% of my, um, what I bring is items 25 or under $25 and 20% of what I bring is over $25. Yeah. I think that's a super great rule to follow. And it's a really like random, you know, range, like some of it it could be, I mean, I have things that are upwards of a hundred dollars and then I have things that are $25 in that 20%. Um, and it is true. The smaller items do generally sell better, which is why I bring 80% under $25. However, I have found that to be the opposite case at Christmas shows. And I don't want to dive too much into this because I think it would be a good subject to talk about when we get back into talking about markets again. So I'm going to leave it at that. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Um, My number four is Space Invader Weeby, which to me also makes sense mm-hmm. because he's a little he's he's no so so he's already like appealing in that sense really cute pattern he's a little alien guy in a spaceship and if you know me you know the weebies because they kind of set the stage for me yeah. um weeby was space invader weeby is also weeby 2.0 so um that one is a little bit more work not as profitable in the sense of of time it takes, yarn it takes to how much you can charge for it. But it still does have a decent profit margin to it. A lot of people sell them for a lot higher than I do, surprisingly, and um, sell them really well. Um, I am the exception to my own patterns. It's kind of funny. I don't say this to like be like, oh, my stuff is really great. Like it, they're all really great market banks. 
I do really truly believe that what I, what I sell for pattern wise are great market makes. Otherwise, I would not sell them. Because um, that is my goal is to make great options for people to sell at markets because I want you to make money off of them. Right. So Space Invader Weeby is really cute as a keychain. That one, I sell a ton of him as a keychain. So Aww. if you do him with tighter tension, a smaller weight yarn, um, a lot of times we recommend velvet or just chenille to make him a keychain. Or if you have really tight tension, you can get away with Parfait Chunky in a 3.75 millimeter hook. So he's my number four. I love it. I love it. I love um, it. <laughs> for my number four, I have my cottage bandanas. Um, it's just a simple bandana pattern, but they're super cute. And they're really nice for, um, well, they're actually really great for a lot of seasons. They're nice for summer, but they're also really nice for fall. Just like if you need just a little extra something, but you don't want to commit to like a full beanie situation. Um and I've sold a handful of them. Ironically, I think the majority of them that I've sold have been to other crocheter friends. I don't know if yeah. it was just like a, hey, I just want to support you. Or if it was like, mm, I just don't feel like making this myself and I just want to buy yours. Um, but they are super cute. And I've sold, I think I've sold a couple at markets, but the majority of them were online. I so want to be a bandana girl. Mm. I've never worn one. I, I I've worn my own bandanas that I've made. And at first it was like a, I'm going to wear this just so I can show off the product. Like I don't really want to mm-hmm. wear it for me. I'm just wearing it because I feel obligated kind of a thing. I feel like I see you wear them all the time. Well, once I started wearing it, then I was like, oh, wait, I actually like this. I wear your, yeah. so your headband pattern. I wear you that do. more than the bandanas. Um, Not only do you wear that, but Michael too wears it. <laughs> um, I sent a picture. I don't think to you Meg. realize though. I pulled it from Etsy. Oh yeah, no, I think I did realize that because somebody yeah. told me. Um, so I feel like it's I my have... worst selling pattern. Um, but it makes sense. I don't advertise the wearable stuff, right? And it's not. However, I do think I might just add it to Ravelry. Yeah. I mean, I think it should live on, as a, you know? Yeah, no, I'll add, I think I'm going to add it to Ravelry as a free pattern. Ooh, you guys are about to know a secret. Um, so I have a B pattern, right? This is not relevant to our list, but, you know, a little side, side convo here. So I have a free B pattern, and uh, I don't tell people where it is because it's just fun to make them find it. And then you get to be a part of the cool exclusive club if you mm-hmm. find it. I may have stated within this live where it is. Ooh. Fancy. Love a freebie pattern. You don't have to sell the wings on it either. A freebie bee. It is it literally is. called freebie. It's a freebie bee. <laughs> the name is called freebie. I love that. So do with that information what you will yeah um we got way off track but i would like to point out real quick that um i actually feel like michael can pull off the meg's headband pattern um i didn't think it looked that feminine i was actually very impressed with how cool it looked right so Uh michael's been growing out his hair 
and it's getting long and he's just like coming up with more and more um I guess I guess you could say traditionally feminine ways to get it out of his face because he's never had to do anything to like keep hair out of his face. He's always kept it short. So now that it's long, he's like, how do I keep this out of my face? So he's been doing a little top knot with my like he's been stealing my hair elastics. There are hair elastics now. We share we share the container of them. Um, That's hilarious. He's been um, the last time he went and got his hair cut. His barber French braided it back for him. Um, he has worn, he steals my headbands sometimes. And so (laughs) (laughs) it was like, we were, we were downstairs, we were hanging out and his hair was getting in his face and I was wearing the headband and I was like, Oh babe, do you want me to put this headband on you? And he was, and I was expecting him to be like, no, I don't want that. And he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, put it on. (laughs) So I tied it on and I was like, wait. I love this for you. <laughs> and I promptly she, like, sent a picture to me. Immediately s- told him to send me the picture. <laughs> um uh, does this episode air before I get there? No. It'll be a few days before. Oh, yes, yes, a few days before. Yes, Sorry. My it brain. will be. Okay. Yeah. So then oh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. I feel like Michael needs to have space funds. I want to make this happen. <gasps> They'd be really so, close together because it's the center part that's growing I, I don't but... even care. We're going to make this happen while I'm there. So if you want to see Michael and Space Buds, uh, you know, just send us a little. Okay, okay so he gets his haircut email. every other Thursday. This Thursday is his haircut day. And I could probably ask his barber to do two French braids into buns. I don't know if he'd go for that. That may be where he draws the line. Um, I also I think see it our pastor would roast him so relentlessly because he already made fun of him for the one French braid. Um, he would probably be like, dude, seriously, what are you doing? If he came in with, with space buns. It is my most favorite thing. I love it. Yes. Okay. Anyway, number three. Oh, number three. Number three is we be the alien. Um, which honestly, I think most people would think would be number one, but Tofu is kind of taking over TikTok. Say that five times fast. I love that for you. It's super exciting. I see him everywhere on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm having a blast. So Weeby has been knocked down to number three, which is okay. Not a bad thing. Weeby is my little alien pattern. He is no-so. He looks great in multiple colors. He looks great as a keychain. He's a great little pocket item. Okay, wait, for the people, yeah. just if they are not super familiar with your patterns, explain the difference between Weeby and Space Invader. Like, okay, explain the difference. Yeah, yeah. So both of them have the same head, but Space Invader Weeby is literally a head built into a flying saucer. Right. And it's all no-so. So, mm-hmm. so like, you, he has he has an option for arms in or arms out. But, like, he has no body. He's just, like, the head poking out of the top of the flying saucer. Right. Weeby the alien, which is the OG Weeby, is just simply Weeby. Like, body, feet, arms, antennas, head, everything. Like, he's a little pocket alien. And he's the cutest. And he's the original. Got it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for What is your up. number three? My number three is something that you've actually purchased from me. It's my mini planters. 
surprised that that's number three I would think that would be a little higher I feel like when I say two and one you'll be like oh yeah that makes sense yeah um yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah my mini planters are definitely something that have done well and you know what I I'm thinking about it now I don't think I've sold a single mini planter at either of my three markets that I've done really yeah but I've sold a handful of them on my website do you have like a display piece where you have one holding a little plant in it? I do. Hmm. That's yeah. shocking. I don't know if it's just there's so many like things that it gets visually passed over mm. or what, but um, they are dang cute. It's it almost looks from a distance like it's macrame. Um, it, it really does. But it's double stranded like a cream yarn that's the same kind of color as like a natural macrame type rope. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's just big enough to hold a little plant. It's got like a wooden bead on the front and you can hang it from anywhere and you can put like a little pot with plants in it or you can just stick some plants in there without a pot if you want, like an air plant or if you're like me, a fake plant. <laughs> so when I had them in my house in Iowa, I had them holding a bunch of pothos. Like I had them hanging all on my wall in a strategic layout and then I had pothos hanging out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, which like, is like a viney, leafy yeah. type plant. I want to put them, I got to go find them. They're somewhere in a box in my garage. But I want to hang them in my kitchen around my sink. Because um, yeah. we have that window right there. Mm -hmm. And I want to put succulents in them this yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like cute. anytime I take pictures of them for my website and stuff, they have succulents. But I love the look of like any kind of trailing plant in mm -hmm. them too. They look really pretty with that. So yeah. So the mini planters are number three. For me. That makes sense. My number two, bet this is not shocking for anybody, is my dino stackables mm -hmm. and or known as the prehistoric stackables. So this is a five pack of little no-so dinosaurs that I have. Another really great pocket item. They sell really well for me. This is one of those I would say is also my best mark, one of my best market sellers, as well as one of my best sellers on my Etsy shop. Yeah. Um when people come to me and say, oh, I sold out of all your things, my top three is what I hear from everybody. My Weeby, my Dino Stackables, and my top one. Yeah. Specifically, I think the best ones that sell for people is Monty the Brontosaurus or Monty the Bronte and Sybil the Stegosaurus. I also have Tilly the Triceratops, um, Percy the Plesiosaurus, and Millie the Mosasaurus. Most people, unless they're really big dinosaur fans, don't know what a Mosasaurus is. So that one's not as popular. Um, it also comes with a mini Joey. So there's Aww. like a mini little caveman too. Yeah. But people really eat up the Brontosaurus and the Stegosaurus. Yeah. Really quick works up. Really great. They look so cute in multiple colors. I like to monochrome or like make them monochromatic. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say that? Yeah. So I'll do like, like I'll make... I'll make one like yellow and I'll do like mustard spikes or what, you know, like I'll do lime green for the body and like forest green for the spikes or, um, cause I think it looks cute that way. So that's my number two. Yeah. Um, my number two for finished crochet items are my keychain wristlets. Um, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have sold quite a few of these. Um, they are, super nice for your car keys and everything and I have made them in lots of different colors um 
I've sold a few at markets and for the ones at the markets, I actually put some of my holographic tags on them. So those make them really unique and cute because I have little fun sayings on them. Um, like being kind is rad and mostly a ray of sunshine. Um, so people, <laughs> people like really like those. Um, and I think the pattern for that wristlet is one of the reasons why they've been so popular because it's a really kind of unique pattern. Like when I first was sourcing patterns for stuff I wanted to make for my website, um, which was gosh, over a year ago, um, mm-hmm. I really like, I really dug into the, the deep cuts of YouTube patterns. Like I didn't just pick the first thing that popped up. I really kind of dug through and found some stuff that was maybe like, Uh, not a well-known channel or not a super popular video, not something that was necessarily trending, but I really liked it. And the wristlet pattern was definitely one of those. Like it was kind of a deep cut. It wasn't like a super uh, popular video, but I just really liked how it looked. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the response to it was immediate. Like when I would make them on TikTok or post a video, um, I was really surprised at how many people were like, oh my gosh, where did you get that pattern? And I was like, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gatekeeping. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're fun and they're cute and they're comfy. We love it. We love it. We love okay, it. It's time for your number one. Number one. I bet you all can guess. I even kind of already said it. Yeah. Um, my number one is my Tofu the Turtle pattern, which is a little pocket size, no-so turtle. He's heckin' cute. He is taking the world by storm right now. Um, he's everywhere. And he has some fun mods to him, too. Mm-hmm. So he is like a standard little turtle. And there is a uh, sea turtle mod to him. There's a turning him into sushi mod there's a pumpkin pie mod there's a ninja turtle with a pizza shell mod mods on mods on mods on mods mods on mods on mods on mods <laughs> there's and i mean there's there will be more to come as i think of more and create more and all these other things um he has a phenomenal profit margin like someone actually broke down the profit margin of him if you make him in blanket yard and sell him at a certain price. And I was like amazed. I was yeah. like, this is awesome. So not only is he my best seller, he's also my best market seller. And he's also like everybody else's best seller. Like one of one of um, my frequent TikTok live like watchers, um, she said she brought 40 Tofu the Turtles to her market and sold every single one of them. That's insane. That's nuts. Yeah, truly. That's crazy. That's amazing. That yeah. like makes my heart so happy. Yeah. I love it. So it is uh it is definitely a pattern worth getting. And that's not me just saying it because I created it. It truly has been a really great seller for people, which like I said, is really my goal overall. So it makes me really excited to see that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've said it in, in the podcast at all, but I said, I think I said it on live when I was live with, with Katie, maybe I said, I think my ultimate goal where I know like, I'll feel like I'm, I'm like a legitimate, like respected 
designer or, you know, whatever you want to call me, like well-known, whatever, is when I walk into a craft show and it's not like my friend Kate or something, because that doesn't count. Um, and I see someone making my patterns. Like, yeah. I don't know them, but I see them making them. Whether yeah. they recognize me or not, I don't care about that. Um, but if I've walked into a craft show, saw a crochet walked up and all of a sudden I saw my patterns, That I, that's the day I went, I did it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. At my last market, there was a crocheter who was making Amis. And I, like, didn't want to be obvious but like every time I walked by her tent I was like trying to see like is there is there any Meg's patterns <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that you should I mean look do it I know I should have I chickened out so a little sneak peek into um my market I noticed that there were uh I was one of at least four other crocheters. I um, had that happen at one of my markets. Yeah. And uh, I was right next to, next to one of them. Like, yeah, that's just insulting. Next like door. That, I would be very pupset. Yeah. I was a little pupset. Um, but anyway, I, I was trying to work up the courage to walk around to all of them and like tell them about our podcast, but I, I chickened out. I didn't do it. So we should just make little business cards with a QR code on it and just like slide them up in yeah. places. So if you were at the Scarecrow Fest in Wayne and you were a crocheter, um, I was going to come and talk to you and I chickened out and I'm so sorry. Send me an email. We could be friends. <laughs> I just want you to know that if her craft show market, whatever you want to call it, while I'm in Michigan goes well. I will roam to see if there are crocheters and I absolutely will interact with you and I will drop our podcast and <laughs> and I will subtly shout out Jessica and myself. I feel so like there's it gotta will be, happen. There's got to be at least one crocheter that's going to be at the I time. hope so. Yeah. Because I'll talk their ear off. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Maybe this is the day I see my patterns at a market. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I'm honestly surprised it hasn't happened yet. Wouldn't it be cool if I flew to Michigan and we did your craft show and someone at the market was crocheting Wouldn't and they had my crazy? pattern? Wouldn't that it would be, be crazy? crazy? I feel like that needs to be merch. Like, wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy? Yeah, I love that. Um, Okay. <laughs> Just have it say, wouldn't it be crazy if someone bought this shirt? Um. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if podcasting was our full-time job? <laughs> okay, uh, what is Jessica's number one? I want... Okay, do you think you could guess? Or do you have, like, no clue? Um, Generally or specifically? Generally, I think your, your top seller is your leather tags. But specifically, I don't know what of them is. Well, I'm just... This list is just crocheted stuff. Oh, this, this is just crocheted. Okay, I guess great. I didn't realize you were, like, separating the two. Okay. Um, your bestseller crocheted-wise. So, I'll just throw in, to honorable mention. I don't, uh, I haven't sold many of these on my website, but I have sold quite a few of them at markets. Honorable uh -huh. mentions are Popsicle Cozies and Water Bombs. 
Um, I've sold oh, yeah. quite a few of those at markets, but not a lot on my website. Is it like knitting machine beanies? Are you counting that towards crochet stuff? Uh, no, it is not. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's cup cozies. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like a dumb idiot. Well, you know, it's okay. Um, <laughs> yes, cup cozies. I mean, you know, they're dang cute. And they are. If you if you think of like the vibe of Berg's Nest Crochet, cup cozies just fit the vibe in every sense, you know? They they're truly, literally they literally have do. the word cozy in them. They have to do with coffee or like a nice toasty beverage. They're cute, they're aesthetic. It's like it's the whole thing, you know? And you can throw one of my tags on them. Mm-hmm. So And I think a little bit of me goes into each cup cozy that's made. <laughs> I hate the way you said that. Um, <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> of course you did. Thanks, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Um, at first, I was making a different pattern. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, I tried a few different cup cozy patterns before I landed on yours. And now I will never make another one because it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And it turns out beautiful mm-hmm. every time. That's okay, all. so I don't I don't get a, tagged on a lot of cup cozy stuff because mm-hmm. I'm just not on that side of TikTok and Instagram. However, um, for Sashba September, somebody did do my cup cozy because mm-hmm. it was like a use up a yarn you would you would normally yes. not use. That was Amanda, right? Maybe. Yeah, I guess I didn't really look at who it was, but she had this like pretty ombre like fall colors. Yes, she made the same like like the same cup cozy as me because I have that same yarn. Do and you? I made okay. it in your pattern too. Obsessed with that yarn. I was like yeah. looking at it. I'm like, Jessica would love this. I have it. Like, <laughs> that's that's so funny. I love that. Because I literally just I commented literally... on the post and I was like, hey, I have one just like that. Because And she tagged me in it too and said, I can't wait for okay. my tags from Berg's Nest Crochet so I okay, can add them to awesome. the cup cozy. I love everything about that. That makes this yeah. so much more better. Like, that's funny. But the colors are so pretty. Yeah. And the thing about the pattern of like the Arizona cup cozies, because that's what the pattern's called. Yes. Um, is that it's it's a very simple pattern, but mm-hmm. it creates such a beautiful texture yes. that it works really well with the tags because it's not too complicated or like crazy. And it also looks really pretty. Solid colors, fleck or ombre. Like the ombres kill me with it. They just yes, look so, so cool. Yeah. Um uh that yarn is karen cinnamon swirl cakes in the color heat wave yeah i love it it's like the perfect fall mm-hmm. i made it's, some beanies yeah. out of that yarn um i made cup cozies and i made a basket like a small basket mm-hmm. out of it Ugh, it makes so many cute things yeah really, really you know pretty. what i did um last christmas is i sold knitting machine beanies um with matching cup cozies yes you mentioned this Um, i love that yeah last year i sold them together as like a bundle like i did so i think i sold my beanies for for like 25 i think that's what i think i did my adult beanie knitting machine beanies were like 25 and i sold cup cozies for five dollars this is just my pricing i'm not telling you how to price uh, that's just what works for me, right? I don't do wearables anymore, so this doesn't apply to me anymore. But 
I would sell them in combination together for like $28. So I'd give them like a little bit of a discount for yeah. buying the matching set. Yep. Um, and it didn't cost me any more. I'm pretty sure I could get a cup or a bean, an adult beanie on my knitting machine and a cup cozy out of one skein of yarn. I think I could. Yeah. I can't remember. It's been a while, Probably. but people yeah. loved them. My yeah. mom bought like seven sets from me. <laughs> I love like, that. My mom is not the type of person who just, like, buys stuff from me to buy stuff from me. Like, she really, truly doesn't. She promotes the crap out of me, but she does not buy <laughs> stuff from me constantly. Um, but she was like, I love these so much. She she did Christmas presents with them. People were asking her where she got them because they wanted to order more of them. And I was like, I don't have an eating machine anymore. Like, I'm not doing these. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the combination of them looks so freaking cute together even with them being two totally different textures they flow really well yeah they look really cute together yep so christmas is right around the corner my friends think about it and honestly i love that idea so much i was tempted the other day when i was thinking about my last market and what changes i might want to make going forward and i'm really tempted just to Mm -hmm. i mean it would be a lot of investment to try this to make the inventory to to do this as a as a test but i'm i would be really interested to see how it would go to literally do a market where all i bring is just sets of beanies and cup cozies and just make them in a bunch of different colors and like that's the whole thing is just beanies and cup cozies because i feel like there's something really um simple and attractive about a booth that's just doing one thing and doing yeah. it really well. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't know why, like me as a shopper, I love looking at a tent and, and being like, I get it immediately. I can look in and I know exactly what's there. And I, and I am not overwhelmed by all these options. It's just like, this is what I'm selling. Mm-hmm. You have all these different colors and options to choose from, but it's like one thing. And I just would be interested in, in doing something like that and seeing how it goes you know you know what's really funny that you say that I kind of have been thinking about the same thing in a different way yeah like so I'm kind of reworking my booth a little bit where my bigger items are kind of random and they're just whatever there's you know because bigger items are a little different but like the pocket items right like like generally people do make like 10 of this and and 10 of that well for me I would do like three of one and then I'd move on to the next. And then I'd have like tons of different options where it got kind of overwhelming. So like yeah. when you were digging through the baskets, you would have to dig to see what was in there. Right. And this market, I made 40 Tofu the Turtles for it. Yeah. And I'm going to have a basket just full of turtles. So instead of digging through this basket to see what's in there, now you're digging through a basket of turtles picking a color. Right. And I'm kind of doing the same thing with other um with the other baskets too like I have the little like the you know if you are an Ami maker you know the traditional like ball style bees um I'm gonna make those I'm gonna do some pugs that are kind of the same shape I'm gonna do some cats that are kind of the same shape and I'm gonna put them all in a basket together because they're all gonna be relatively the same size and shape and then it's just oh a pug a bee or a cat I don't have to think too hard on what's in here and I really am trying to like strategically plan. I have eight baskets I can fill with little items. 
So I'm kind of trying to strategically plan it in that way and yeah. keep each basket around the same price range instead of just throwing a bunch of $5 items in this one, a bunch of $10 items in this one. So there may be multiple $10 baskets, but what's in that basket is all relatively the same minus like maybe I have a sushi a sushi to tofu and a monochromatic tofu in there at the same time. Right. Um, Cause I was kind of on the same mindset as what you're saying right there, just in a little bit different of a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would be interested to see, you know, how something like that would go, whether I'll actually do yeah. it or not, who knows, but it's an idea. Yeah. Um, totally. So I'm not going to really spend a lot of time on these because obviously we, we've done the main portion right. of it, but um, for my engraved stuff, number five, I was really surprised at was my holographic tags. Um, I yeah, <laughs> these are no longer available um, because I realized that they're toxic, <laughs> not the finished product. If you guys have bought them, you're good. You're fine. Um, but the process yep. of engraving them actually is not good for my machine or for my lungs. So I have ceased to make them. And if I can find a holographic material that is not toxic i will make them again but until then um i can't make them anymore so if you got some congrats you you snagged a rare <laughs> item <laughs> um number four was my business card keychains and those oh, are fun because they're not really like a accessory for crocheting but they are definitely something that's great to have for a small business mine has come in my last market i used it so much like i was so grateful it came before that Yay. market oh, because it was so so needed yeah it they are so worth getting yeah so if you guys don't know what they are just it's it's um basically i engrave your business logo on one side um of a wood it's a wooden keychain on one side has your business logo and then on the other side i do a qr code that'll take people to your Etsy, your website, your link tree, whatever. So it's basically like a digital business card. Um, so if you don't have a physical business card on you, you can have somebody scan that code and it'll take them right to whatever link you want them to visit. Um, number three was my wildflower mandala patches. So the finished mandalas were number five on my list. And then the patches to make mandalas, the collab that I did with uh, Lara from Be Unique Boutique was number three. So I thought that was kind of fun um, that they, yeah. both, they both made the list. Um, number two was my Summer Fun Flyer Patches, which was another collaboration. Really? Yeah. Those are number two. Yeah. That's cool. It was a really neat like design and super fun and gave people more summer options. Yes. And it was really like people were really excited about that pattern, which was mm. so exciting. Um and I think comboing those with the water bombs is like we are talking about making, you know, like the hat and the coffee sleeves, like yeah. doing a bundle of like, oh, here's your your like pool pack or whatever with right. the water bombs and the summer fun flyer. Like, right. I love the idea of that. Yeah. And then maybe some popsicle like yeah. cozies. That's exactly what I did for um, the big outreach event that our church did yeah um we did we asked a bunch of businesses for donations to do giveaways throughout the day and i said that i would put together like a little gift basket from my business and that's exactly mm -hmm. what i did i did some summer fun flyers i did a set of water bombs and i did a couple of popsicle cozies so it's kind of like a little summer fun gift basket and it was super Shoot, cute maybe i should um just go to michael's or joanne and pick up some some acrylic yarn and make popsicle cozies and hand them out with um on halloween 
because then I don't have to bring polyfill with me. There you go. There's oh, some that idea. sounds so awful, but I could do it, but I don't want to, but I could. They are okay. so fast to make. Um, and then, obviously, I think it's not a surprise that my number one engraved seller is my custom folded tags. Um, Absolutely. That makes sense. That... Those are very popular. I always see people in the Ash and Tay Facebook group going, who can I get these from? And I'm always like, oh, Jessica, go to Jessica. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, we, um, we've made quite a few of the folded tags over this year so far and i really enjoy They're making those lovely. for people yeah i need to order some because it'll give me an excuse to make more things okay i've been sipping this apple crisp caramel macchiato mm-hmm. and it's finally hit me what it tastes like oh yeah tell me you rem- do you remember those caramel apple suckers where it's like a green apple sucker with the caramel on it and it's all sweet yes. and all of a sudden you get hit with that like sour apple taste? Yeah. Think of that in a coffee. I don't think I can't my brain can't put those two flavors together. So now I it really have to literally that's what it tastes like to me. It literally tastes like I'm eating one of those sour apple candy suckers and I'm like living for it. That's why I like the this because that is my all-time favorite candy. Okay, so I, I need to get one of those them. suckers and then drink a coffee at the same time. And Apparently. See, and I mean, see it's if not I like, like flavor. It's not like <laughs> so bold that it's like as intense as that. But like if you add caramel into this, yeah, it absolutely. That's so it has it like a like green apple kind of taste to it. Yeah, it has that, like, you know how green like a apples tart, are, like, green sour apple. yeah. and tart? Yeah. That's what I get. I get Weird. that, like, sweet, caramely co- coffee, and that's, like, more like the caramel on that sucker, and then yeah. all of a sudden I get hit with this, like, like, it's subtle. It's not, like, very intense, but, like, you get hit with that, like, sour, tart apple flavor, and I'm like, yes! I was thinking about so it this whole weird. time, and I'm like, there it is. I love it. That's so weird. Now I really want to try it. Yeah. I'll you should. To, you absolutely should. I'll wait until you get here and we can do it. We can do a taste test together. Absolutely. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by that crochet hook you just sent down that has now disappeared. You just had, you were just using it. You set it down for one second and yep, it's gone. Where is it gone? Did it fall into another plane of existence? Has it ceased to exist in this world we know? Will you ever be able to finish your project now? You look side to side, feeling around, desperately searching to no avail. How does this even ha- Oh wait, here it is. Back to the crocheting and back to the episode. Thanks to that crochet hook you just set down and has now disappeared. All right, everybody, before we get into Shut Up and Take My Money, we want to read a nice little review from Apple Podcasts. This is from our friend Juliana, and she said, The best crochet podcast. To many people, crochet may seem boring, but this podcast will make you laugh out loud, but also give you very valuable information for your crochet business slash journey. An absolutely amazing podcast that you can listen to anywhere, either crocheting or getting stuff done. Oh, I love that. that. Yes, we're so glad that you're enjoying listening to the podcast. And yes, I do love that it's accessible and that you can be crocheting while you listen or you can be doing mm-hmm. anything else. Driving to work, cleaning the house, riding your bike. I think my 
most favorite thing that anyone ever says when they talk about the podcast is when they say, I feel like I'm sitting in the room talking with you guys. Yes. Oh, that is like literally. That is guys, like that is forever the, the goal. That is like the goal. That's yeah. goals right there. When people say that, we always hope that we can make you feel that way. We love it when you guys tell us that. Um, that is not me trying to get you to like tell us how great we are. That is just me telling you that we appreciate you guys so so much and we hope that you feel like you're a part of this team because you absolutely are yeah that is the ultimate compliment for us when you say you feel absolutely like you're crocheting with with friends when you listen absolutely yeah so shut up and take my money today we're doing kind of a repeat but also kind of something different it um, is a repeat but it's like an upgraded repeat it's like right 2.0 yes exactly so i don't even remember what episode this was it was one of the very like first i want to say it was like one or two like it was like way in the beginning it was definitely in the first five episodes yeah because at the beginning we really focused on like a lot of crochet accessory staples like things that we used and really loved so i know that this was was at the beginning very early on yeah so it's a yarn winder um, uh-huh. and you guys know that I love winding my yarn because I also love using a yarn spindle. And so having, I, I need the yarn to be in cake form so that I can put it on the spindle. And now I, I really need it to be in cake form because the way that I store basically all of my yarn is a, on a yarn wall. Uh, Michael built a pegboard wall for me. And so I need them to be in cake form so that I can stick them on the pegs. And that's how I store like pretty much, like I said, all of my yarn. So a yarn winder is a very important tool for me to have personally, but I think they're great for everybody. Um, Quick couple of reasons why yarn winders are great. Um, It makes your yarn more compact. You can store a lot more yarn if you wind it up. So for reference, I had a whole bunch of yarn that was just taking up a bunch of space and I was like truly amazed when I wound it all up how much less space it took up having it wound up into cakes versus just the original form that they were in. Um, So if you're looking to save space, if you have a small space, whether it's a small house or just like a small craft room like I do... um, winding your yarn can actually make like a noticeable difference um they store nicely like you can stack them in little in little stacks and they just look so precious and cute um I also like with the fact that you deal with any like knots or issues kind of on the front end instead of as you're crocheting so as you're crocheting you have a little bit more of a a smooth experience because you've already dealt with any knots that might be stuck inside of that skein Um, so anyway, that's just a general case for why I think yarn winders are good. I have gone through, (laughs) I have gone through two yarn winders now at this point, you guys, I broke my first one. I bought a replacement one and I broke that one, uh, probably about a month ago. It was unfortunate. Um, but I do wind like all of my yarn, like I said, because that's how I store it. So I was working these puppies. Okay. And the second one bit the dust. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of this, Grandpa. (laughs) 
that's a deep cut for the for the real ones um for the real ones <laughs> um I was I was tired of I was like you know what I don't want to keep doing this like the yarn winders the plastic ones that I was using were like they're like what 20 bucks 25 bucks mm-hmm. um I don't want to have to keep buying a new 20 25 dollar yarn winder every like six months this is this is silly you know so I was like yes. I'm gonna invest in I, I want to see what's out there and I had looked into some wooden ones because I was like in my mind, I was thinking a wooden one would last longer or would be better quality. But at least the ones that I was seeing, the reviews were actually worse <laughs> than the plastic ones. Um, really? Yeah. Like they didn't, they just didn't work very well, I guess. So I ended up finding one that I will make sure we have in our Amazon storefront. It is a large capacity yarn winder. And it's much more heavy duty. It's by Ollicraft. And this bad boy is industrial, okay? It comes with a metal plate thing that, like, clamps to your desk to stabilize it. It is whisper quiet. It is... It's beefy. It's beefy. It's a heckin' chonky boy, okay? Um, <laughs> it is a heckin' chonky It's boy. a bit of an investment, I think. I spent like $60 on it, but in my mind, I figured if this thing is going to last me years versus the $20 ones I keep having to buy because I keep breaking them, I feel like it's well worth the investment. And this thing, if you're a person who makes Amis and you crochet with more plush yarns, it can easily handle a big old skein of, of more plush yarn. And I know because I wound a bunch of it up um, of what I have. <laughs> And it also can hold an entire one pound, like a Karen one pound or a Lion Brand one pound of love. You can fit the entire thing in one cake. And like, that's a lot of yarn, you guys. Um, For reference, on my smaller yarn winder, for a Karen one pound, I would have to break that up into like between four and five cakes. And this, it can fit it in one cake. Um... So it is definitely, like, when they say it's heavy duty, they are not kidding around, dang it. Like, it fits a ton of yarn in one cake. Um, So for me, it was well worth the investment. I really like having something that can handle a lot more volume and a lot more, um, like, you just don't don't have to worry about it um, breaking down as much. It does still have its quirks. I feel like every yarn winder does. Um, oh yeah I had a couple times where like it just didn't it just didn't catch right so it was winding in a way where like it kept slipping off the thing and when that happens you just kind of have to like start over again because the angle you know it's like if it starts just a little bit off then it kind of the whole thing builds on that um but in general a big improvement from the other ones so um I don't think I don't necessarily want to discourage you from buying a smaller yarn winder if that's more in your price range or if you don't necessarily need something that's like heavy duty. Um, If you're just using it every once in a while, I still think the smaller ones are great. But if you're someone who is regularly winding a bunch of yarn or if you want something that can handle more yarn, um, have used, can recommend, is great. Shut up and take my money. That's how I feel. Thank you. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. 
Um, do you have anything else to add, Megs, or just? Nah, you know, I don't use mine anymore as much, but I also don't feel like chenille yarn wound in cakes is as functional as acrylic yarn and things. But I, I agree 100% with what you're saying. They are very handy. I prefer acrylic yarn cake to over in the skeins. Mm -hmm. So go get you, you know, that upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that about wraps up episode 31. Sure does. The next episode we record, we will be in person together. Maybe. Unless we decide to record ahead of time. I mean... Yeah, I think this is it, though. I don't think we even have another episode we can record until we're in person. Yeah. Because oh, we mapped you know it all what? out, and I think this was the last one. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. You right, you right, you right. Either way, we're going to be recording in person very soon. Soon. We're excited. It's going to okay. be a blast. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you share it with a crochet friend. So that you can help us share the crochet bays with more people. And we can collect more friends. We like collecting friends. That was so creepy. Yeah, that was the, that was the, that was the goal. So. so make sure you hit five stars on Spotify. And leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And in the comment, make sure you say how creepy Jessica is. Maybe don't do that last part. Um, do it <laughs> but you know it's a free country do do what you want I guess um, <laughs> what is okay there's another podcast I listen to and they always say leave us a review and leave us five stars because anything else what is the what is the phrase they say um, oh I'll have to look it up another podcast phrase no I just wanted to say it because it's funny um I think they say, like, anything less would be doinkish or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is absolutely something we would say. Yeah. I knew it would make you laugh. That's why I wanted to share it. Um, so anyway. Leave a five-star review because anything less would be uncool. And you want to be cool, right? You want all the cool kids are doing it. Don't you want to be like one of the cool kids? Jesus would leave a five-star review. Yeah. You don't want to be, you want to, you don't want to be the opposite of, of Jesus, do you? Wow. This is edging this is, on, this on, is, this is taking a heretical turn. blasphemy. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. And until then, don't forget to crochet, drink coffee and be kind. Okay, bye. Crochet bays. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet. While we talk about crochet, you can crochet too. Yeah.